Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never ever about food, or weight, never ever, not even, one time, not ever, ever, ever. Hello, my name is Lurley Rourke, and this is the podcast, It's Not About Food. Today's show is going to be on compassion, and we are still following the body love cards. So I'm going to talk about the compassion body love card, which is the goddess has her hand on her heart, and behind her is a lot of lights and colors and beautiful images, if you will. And then she's looking down at her deer animal and with her hand on the deer. And it's just a very compassionate scene, like compassion for herself, compassion for her power animal, and compassion for the light behind her. And what it reads is, compassion is the necessary foundation for all healing. When we can have compassion for the parts of ourselves that we dislike the most, we can let go of the debilitating shame and self-hatred we have carried for so long and use our compassion to bring love, understanding, and then, if necessary, change. So for me, the idea of when I was suffering from my eating disorder, the idea of having compassion for myself was, I don't know, more than I could even wrap my head around because the part of me that had an eating disorder was the part I hated the most. I hated not being able to know what to eat, when to eat, why to eat. I felt like such a failure that I couldn't even do the most basic thing, like feed myself. And I also hated that I was too fat always, always, always too fat. Even at my thinnest, I was too fat. So I hated my body. I hated my behavior. And then so to come to the idea that for me to heal, I would have to have compassion for myself. And I got this idea from my therapist who showed me what unconditional love was, but I still felt that there was a condition on my love for me. I didn't have it so much after a while for others. I could love people without having conditions, but I still had a lot of conditions on myself. So when I realized that I would need to develop a compassion for me at my worst, I felt like, well, I guess I won't recover then because <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's never going to happen. But it did. I just kept working on remembering that the parts of me I dislike the most are probably the most hurt part or I just haven't had enough support to let go of shame or self-hatred. And I learned really weird things growing up in the culture that we live in. So I want to have this little conversation with my guest today about compassion and how he feels about it being the necessary foundation for healing. And I want to introduce him. His name is Franco, and I'll let him introduce himself from here. Hi. I'm Franco. This, for me, was the biggest part of my recovery. Just even thinking that you can have compassion for yourself, it was so foreign. Right. It just didn't even seem like a possibility or an option. 
and then to understand that you can do that. Like I always felt like I needed to earn everything. And the way that I did that was through punishment, pretty much. Like I would just (laughs) grind away and nothing was good enough. And I had to do whatever it was. I had to do a million of them or I just didn't feel good about myself. But I never did because I was always like, that's not enough. You don't look good enough. That wasn't enough. And to understand that I could be the one that goes, dude, that was plenty. Wow. Relax. I always kind of looked at life like there was this bar that I had to measure up to. And the compassion kind of took that bar away and was like, there's nothing, there's no... There's no bar. Right. There's no one judging. It's me. Yes. (laughs) And the biggest thing Beyond Hunger helped me see was you would say all the time, what would you say to your best friend or to your kid? And the things that I was saying to myself, like I would never bring something like that up. Right. And it never occurred to me that I could actively work against that. Like you said, I just figured, well, that's how it is. So, I mean, whatever, right. I'm hard on myself. That's yeah. just what I was told. To who I am. Right. But to actively do it seems maybe like I'm misspeaking because it's almost about surrender. You just kind of let go. It is surrender for sure. And it impacts not just my eating disorder, but everything that was causing the eating disorder. Yeah. We don't have an eating disorder because we're really, really hungry. Right. Or we're not ever hungry. We have an eating disorder for something else. And I find that it's usually that we don't have much compassion or love for ourselves. And it is easier to have it for someone else. It is. I don't know why, but... Right. I guess you're constantly reinforced throughout school and you could be nice to other people, but nobody ever kind of was like, dude. Be nice to you. Right. No. And you could change that inner voice that. Especially in the culture that we live in, that we have to really jump through a lot of hoops to be okay. Mm-hmm. Whether you're a boy or a girl or a man or a woman, you need to do some tricks. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't, then you're a big loser. And to have that be my basic thought about me took a lot of compassion to get rid of that or to not believe that anymore, I should say. Right. Once you start to unravel, you understand there's really no actual truth behind any of what you're thinking. No. And the compassion, I think, allows you to experience the truth. My mind, when I was really in my eating disorder, was so flawed and faulty that I couldn't really believe anything that I was thinking. And that kind of made me punish myself more. So it was, you know, this cycle that I was just not getting over. And when you guys finally were explaining that you don't have to punish yourself, you can be okay with who you are right now. Even though you have an eating disorder, you don't need to be fixed in order to be okay with yourself. And that's probably kind of really what I was like, whoa. And it seems simple now. Like everything that comes against me is so much easier with compassion. If I get even like a parking ticket, whereas I think years ago, I'd have been like, what a dumbass. Why would I knew I shouldn't have parked there? And now it's just kind of like, right. Right. And now it makes everything easier. It's like, well, lots of people get a parking ticket. Right. Whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe I didn't need that $37. (laughs) Maybe they needed it more. Exactly. (laughs) That happened to me not long ago. I got my car broken into. I didn't even get it broken into. They broke the window. The car was open. They could have just opened the door, but they wanted to break the window. So, And I had my wallet underneath my side of the seat because who's going to look there? Everyone Mm. is going to look there. And I just was taking the dogs out for a really quick walk around the dog park. It probably took less than a minute for them to get it. 
And I had to come up with, they might need it more than I do in order to finally not be so upset. Right. Or maybe they would have broken into like a professional wrestler's car and been paralyzed as a result. You know, the guy might have freaked out. Wow. Could have ruined his life. Now he's yeah. going to go to jail for beating someone up at the dog park. Wow. So you it could are really... a real humanitarian. <laughs> yes. Save two lives. <laughs> Save two lives. His <laughs> own as well. Yep. Yeah. Well, it was right around Christmas time, so I had to go. Some little kid's going to get a nice... Yeah, Christmas right. present. That's what I want to think. Somewhere along the way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I feel like maybe that's the beauty of having compassion for yourself and for others is you do get to, you don't have to be eaten with anger at right. yourself or other people. You can actually let go of that and come to love. Right on. And I think realizing that's possible, it helped me understand that it was possible for me to be loved. That's right. Once you're able to surrender to that, instead of that bar, now it's replaced with almost this infinite possibility of it's cool. It's, right. You're loved no matter what you're doing. I know. Whether so you're great. awake, asleep, yep. it, it doesn't matter to love. And why would I go against that and argue with myself? And I think that's what compassion opens up, that mm -hmm. ability for me to surrender. And for me with food, it was kind of like the bottom line, like there's no way around it. Because yeah. to overcome other addictions for me, I just had to stop. Exactly. And it didn't do anything. It didn't deal with any of the issues or didn't actually overcome the addiction. But I was able to obviously function without drugs. Mm -hmm. But with food. You can't. Nothing you can do. And you tried hard to function without food. Yeah, real hard. <laughs> yeah. And ultimately, what I had to do was just give up completely, and I let someone else just plan every meal that I ate and had to eat it no matter what. And again, I felt so like, I can't even eat? What is wrong with me? Right. I'm a grown man. What am I doing? And then that compassion piece was like, dude, it's helpful. You're helping yourself. That's what it's you're right. doing. And I don't think I ever would have got past it with that because I was just so angry and so bent on even my recovery wasn't going right. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, you're not even eating right. you're not, a recovery dude, way right. You should be way farther along than this. Right. This is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> maybe if you did some sit-ups, this would, you know, like. <laughs> yes, I know. Our perfectionistic attitude gets so stuck into there. Mm -hmm. And why? For me, if I didn't have all these ducks in a row, then what? I would die? I felt like I would. Yeah. I did. So I know you have two little kids. Mm -hmm. And what do you tell them about compassion for themselves? Well, I try to tell them that it's as important as compassion for anyone else. And I really try to help them understand that voice in their head that's instantly whatever, you know, if they didn't do right on the test, that's like, you suck. They have an option to talk back to it. Yes. And just like anyone else, if anyone else, like if you heard someone say that to me, how would you feel and what mm -hmm. would you say? Or, mm -hmm. you know, the little brother and the, the big brother. I say, if someone said that to your brother, right, you wouldn't stand for it. How would you feel? So don't let yourself talk to you that way. Oh, I love it so much. Do they get it? I think so. Of course. I think it helps them look at the bright side. If they spill something, they're like, well, you kind of needed to clean the table anyway, Dad. Kind of bright side <laughs> the whole... Right. You know, like maybe I didn't get an A plus, but... But I did good. Right. Yeah, so good. Mm -hmm. So you're raising these two little boys to have a much more compassionate 
feeling uh, about yeah. themselves. I hope so. Which is, I think, so important for us as adults to be raising these little kids to come into compassion and love and acceptance and right on. respect. It's certainly hard to do in the culture that teaches us a different way all the time or shows us that we should be a different way. And they're just on the screen so much. They're just inundated with I know. just influence that is the opposite of compassion. Yeah, I never really saw the internet coming to know how I was going to fight that with Beyond Hunger. We just sort of went, well, I guess we have to step it up a bit. I don't know what else to do. You know, we got to go into schools Mm -hmm. more often. We got to go into younger classes. Yeah. I mean, it's intense. Even in fourth grade, they're already know that they're too fat or too stupid or too ugly or too tall or too geeky or too redheaded or too freckly or Mm -hmm. too dark, whatever. It's horrible. Yeah. Horrible. So when you were sort of maybe you came out of your recovery, but you were still having to deal with going on mm-hmm. <laughs> at all times, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't just stop. Right on, yeah. How did you use that compassionate piece for that? I mean, I think even understanding that it was okay to maybe not know what the right thing to do was, it helped me to admit when I was not doing the right thing. Mm. Oh, that's a good point. So it kind of helped me be like, it's okay. And before I'd be like, no, you're never wrong because you can't be wrong because then you're gonna have to punish yourself. And it was this endless cycle. And I think compassion opened me up to be like, you might be wrong, but it's still okay. Mm -hmm. You're it's you're able to fix it kind of and go back. It's not that big of a deal. What and a it's concept. never that big of a deal, you no, know? No, it's you're not. Always, I was always thinking, well, I'm okay right now. All right, well, so I'm okay. Even though I made that mistake, <laughs> yeah. I'm right. okay. It's, I did My head didn't explode. Right, I didn't nothing die. happened. Right, yeah. right. It's like that book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and It's All Small Stuff. Yeah, right on. <laughs> But I love this part about that you can be wrong. We're so scared of being wrong in this culture. We just will defend ourselves to the death to not go, you know what? I made a big mistake. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I said something. I did something. Uh I'm really sorry. I won't do it again. I'm really Mm -hmm. sorry. You know, make amends. Like, what a concept. Yeah. I feel like we get in a lot of trouble in the culture that we live in, in the country that we live in, because it doesn't want to say that it's wrong about something. Right. Like that's weak or then you're a big or I don't know, whatever. Just so crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Good. So what are you doing these days that you're using this compassion in your, say, in your life or your work? I mean, I think everything. It really helps at work. Again, with any kind of mistake that either I make or my boss makes or somebody else that I'm working with especially makes, it just helps me understand it's cool. It's not a big deal. In three weeks, there's no way I'm even going to think about it. So just let it go. Right, right, right. And just with my kids, it has a lot to do with me too. Sometimes I might snap and then instead of being like, you're a jerk, what an And then, you know, you just go and I'll talk to him and be like, my bad, dude. I really shouldn't have done that. I was just caught in traffic. I've been working for 12 hours. Right. I didn't want you blowing the flute in my face. (laughs) It wasn't your fault. Like, that's what you do. You blow flutes in people's face. You know, you're a kid. Exactly. I think it just helps me be okay with what I do 
no matter what it is. And it, it just makes me feel so much more free. Like I'm not confined to this. I don't even know where it came from. This set of beliefs that this is what I need to do in order to somehow be worthy of, I don't even know what. We don't even know what. Nope. And that list just never ended. Like it's I never, never ch- ticked off all the boxes. Was like, all right, cool. Now I'm worthy. Right? Never. It just kept adding more stuff. Yeah. Or changing. Yeah, totally. Like, well, yeah. that was okay last yeah. year, but now this is yeah, not this okay. Is no, it's not, yep. not supposed to be like that. And I like that of just sort of letting your kids know you're human. Mm-hmm. Because then, guess what? They can be human. Yeah, it's not such a big deal to go, no. I was wrong. Right. No and when they deal. get to be older, they can go, oh, I remember my dad would say, mm-hmm. I wasn't a bad person. I was just a kid. And he was the one who snapped. Right. And it wasn't my fault. Right. Yeah, nice. And I know that you write poetry. Do you feel like your poetry has compassionate pieces in it as well? Yeah, I think that was always kind of what anchored me towards any sort of surrender. Mm -hmm. For Mm -hmm. me, because any kind of art I associate with creation, and it's just kind of letting go of who you are and letting that wellspring of wherever it comes from just kind of slide through you. Yeah. And... That has always been like a constant that I was able to give myself over to. And then to understand that that's the same exact thing. That's the same piece of love. It's no different than my every single day. Just because I sit down with a pen and some sort of intention doesn't entitle me to more love than any other time of the day. (laughs) I know. It's true, isn't it? So So that vein is always open is what you're saying. Mm Mm-hmm. So true. I mean, it's I can't access it all the time on Forge. It'd be awesome if I could. Right. But I think I'm go shooting for that, you know? Well, you're open to it more than maybe you used to be. And yeah, absolutely. Maybe more than some people who don't know that it's even there are. Mm-hmm. I, up here in Sonoma, there is a, a writer's poetry, songwriter, whatever, little group of people. And they meet once a month. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. It is so beautiful. It is so Beautiful. I can hardly ever stand it. I'll walk in there from a whole big day and sit down and go, well, I don't want to be here. It's late at night. It's <laughs> cold outside. And within 20 minutes, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so great that I'm here. Because cool. no matter what it is, it's beautiful. It's coming from their heart mm-hmm. and their soul. And it's just gorgeous. So getting with other people that are opening to that, I think, is a real wonderful way to recover just from life. Yeah, absolutely. So if there was a young boy that sitting in Jersey going, what the hell am I going (laughs) to, what, oh no, (laughs) what am I going to do? Coming up with a lot of these feelings and not knowing and maybe not anyone around to support them, what would you tell them? Just that it's okay and that they have the ability to help themselves. And it's not like an activity. You just have to accept the truth. And I think just maybe somebody telling you that it's okay to look after yourself. You don't have to spend all you have on everybody else and then punish yourself. You are the most important part of all of this whole equation. Yes. You come first Mm -hmm. to you. Yes. Yes. And you have a voice. I love that. Do you think if you heard that when you were young, that it would have made a difference? It couldn't hurt. (laughs) You know? Yeah, it's true. (laughs) It's true. I think maybe. I mean, there was a ton of love, but there was also things missing, you know, around when I zigged when I should have zagged a few times and that Mm -hmm. 
just kind of, but yeah, it, I think it definitely would have helped. Well, I like the part you buffer it out, like with your kids of like, well, what would you do if it was your best friend or it was me or it was your brother? Mm-hmm. What would you say? Don't say that to you. Like You yeah, don't right deserve on. it. It's really good. Mm-hmm. So is there any other thing that you think that we haven't covered that you'd like to talk about? Not that I could think of. It's just, I always think about when you were talking about the lady eating in front of the fridge and she says, yeah. just pull up a chair. Yeah. Like, why not make yourself the most comfortable you possibly can be (laughs) in every situation? And that's what compassion does is like, no matter what's going on, you have to make yourself comfortable within it. Own it. Yeah. Do it. Whatever. Yeah. Go through it. Right. Come out the other side. And just reassure yourself that you're cool. You're okay. All Mm -hmm. this other stuff might not be, but you yourself are. And you can still care for yourself through no matter what's happening. Come back to basics. It's so true. Mm-hmm. We forget to do that so often. We just get caught up in our head or in the world, and we forget that we actually have a wellspring of wonderful stuff inside right of us that we can just tap into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. So in the bottom of that card is a little just for today. Would you read that? Sure. Today I will practice meeting each part of myself with compassion. When I feel critical of myself or others, I will consciously choose again to see the situation through the eyes of loving compassion. It's beautiful. I have to really thank you so much oh, for coming today. It was my pleasure. Today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank it was you. really, really and thank good. thank you for all that you've done for me. Really, I appreciate it. I oh. would not be here without you. Oh, sweet. Well, you wouldn't because if I didn't live here, it would be weird that you would be here. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening and be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's not about food.com. Thanks.